Time magazine reports that the average human now has less of an attention span than a goldfish. You heard that right. You now have a shorter attention span than a goldfish, just eight seconds. The notoriously unfocused goldfish has a nine-second attention span. Now, did you know that since the year 2000, our attention spans shrunk by a whopping 25%? And if you're like most people, these statistics no longer register because the digital age has created a culture of distraction. We've lost the ability to focus on priorities. Tune in today and we'll show you how to clear the clutter and focus on the one thing, the most important priority that will improve your life right now. This is the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast with tips, tools, and biblical truth to build your brand, business, or ministry. If you're a Christian speaker, writer, coach, or entrepreneur, this is the podcast you've been praying for. Get ready to increase your impact, income, and influence. Here are your hosts, the mother, her son, and his wife doing business, ministry, and life to shape the culture for Christ. Tamara Lowe, Zach Lowe, and Jillian Lowe. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the KBA podcast. So good to be with you guys today. And we are talking about one of my favorite subjects, how to clear the clutter and get the one thing done. So there's a, actually, I think, a few angles of attack to approach this one. Uh, Coach Tam, do you want to want to lead us in? What comes to mind for you with this subject? Well, the first thing I thought of, Zach, when you suggested this most excellent subject is I thought about a time about 14 years ago when I was forced against my will to downsize from a 30,000 square foot mansion to a little two bedroom apartment. And I just had a massive pile of stuff that took me literally three months of full time work to weed myself out of, to give away, to donate, to put in storage, to sell. I didn't sell much. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I find it's, it's a better value and return on investment to just give things away. So I, I mostly gave things away. But after this whole event happened, and it's amazing how you don't even realize it, but Suddenly, you're in your kitchen, and there are 15 spatulas and five sets of tongs and multiple pairs of scissors, and just clutter seems to reproduce. But when you intentionally focus on clearing the clutter in your life, the peace that happens in your environment is incredible. And it does take even focus to clear the clutter, but I would say that that when we're talking about priorities... For me personally, I don't know, maybe I'm unique in this, but I find that if I'm in a disordered environment, it paralyzes me. Like I feel like I can't do what I need to do until there's at least some order. Even if I just am sticking papers in a drawer and closing the drawer, I know they're there, but at least I have some freedom in my environment. So I would say when we're talking about priorities, list making is huge for me, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But starting with clearing the clutter is a great place to go. And it doesn't even need to be a three-month ordeal like I had. You can set a timer and say, I'm just going to focus on clearing clutter out of my environment for 15 or 20 minutes. And it's amazing how quickly you'll be able to kind of come to peace with 
your environment, having things yeah. put away. Yeah, totally. Just yesterday, I was working, I've been working out of our kitchen at our kitchen table. Me and Jillian, we just moved into a new home. Jillian needed to start making calls and she's like, this is in your office. You know, you've got an office. You can go to your office. But I was like subconsciously avoiding my office because I had like a big box in the middle of it that was like, you know, spewing out office supplies and and like it was towels and everything. So yeah, I had to go. I immediately had to go and like spend 15 minutes getting the box removed from my office and stuffing things into a closet. So I feel you. I feel you on that, Coach Tam. Honey, what what do you think? What comes to mind for you with this this topic? Well... I, you know, this is for me, if I could show you my office, I'm okay in the clutter. This is a shoe cover. This is a sign for my daughter during a meeting. They come to my glass window. Can I use the computer? This is some cord microphone holder thing. This is a round of chatter boxes that Finley Grace made. That this yeah an old lipstick it doesn't get to me that doesn't get to me but do you know what will get to me is trying to be everywhere in my mind all at once and i feel like you can be you are everywhere and nowhere and that is where i will find that i'm like oh my gosh and it's like the things i'm thinking about either the things that I know I need to get done, the things, the people I need to respond to, the things that I'm even just pondering on, the things that I'm contemplating. So for me, and I actually don't have it, have it in here to show you, so sorry, I will, this is different than what Coach Tam and Zach are going to talk about, which is pro probably more valuable than what I'm going to tell you. But when I start to feel in my mind pulled in a lot of directions, I will do a massive brain dump. And, and sometimes, honestly, it sounds strange, but it might be a heart dump too, where it's not journaling, but it's like, this is stressing me out. And I'm just like, you know, it, it might even be like logistics about something that I have not even begun to address, but it's keeping me up at night. I will just make a list. And from that, to be honest, that's where I will start to go, okay, how do we separate these things and identify what is pulling on me that honestly, I need to put that thing to rest. Like, this is not something I need to even be concerned about in the next 30 days. So like, let's just put that in a different category. And from there, I will kind of start to go, oh, wow here are the things that are jumping out at me. So for me, it is the mental, emotional building up of things that I'm, I've got to just get it all out. I've got to get it all out in a big, long list. And do you know, honestly, when I'm making the list, I don't go, well, let me prioritize or let me categorize or let me, I don't have a system. It's just one big laundry list. And then from there, yeah, of my heart and of my mind, you know, and then, and then I will try and sort it out. So I'm sorry if that's... No, that's a great... I think that's terrific. I do the same thing. I, I will do the same thing, but I do prioritize. I'll I'll look at my list afterwards. I'll, sure. Sure. I, do, I do it on an Excel spreadsheet and then I can highlight things. I can move it into a different category. I can look at my list and go, okay, this is the thing I dread most, so I'm going to do it first. Or 
this is the thing that is going to get the the biggest bang for the buck return on investment i'm going to push that to the top of the list and then i'll say okay these are important but i can push those off to next week so i'll just move them into a next week category but i think i think the list is just the most genius thing because it there there's something about it brian tracy used to say if you will make a list of of what you want to accomplish this year, just make a list. He said, it's like magic. You make a list, you fold up the piece of paper, you stick it in an envelope, you put a date on it for next year, you put it somewhere where you can open it up. And he says, year after year, it's just amazing. I open up the list and it's like I automatically accomplished it. But there's something about that whole thing of, of making the list, physically writing it out or typing it out that has the power to focus you and set your intention in a way that is going to move you in that direction. So I think it's brilliant. Zach, you're a list maker, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I do. I do like to to do the list. It does help you clear the clutter of your mind, like like you're saying. Like sometimes we do just get so like overwhelmed with all the thoughts that we have. And if you can just put it down on paper, you can at least kind of let it go. I mean, the same thing happens, I think, when you journal. You know, if you have like a journaling exercise, it's got a lot of those benefits of even if the problems are still there, at least I've like put it on paper and I can kind of release it a little bit. I don't have to carry it. So I think it's the same with our, our to-do list. But what I really want to uh, focus on for a few minutes is the other half of, of the equation here. So we said how to clear the clutter and get the one thing done. I think one of the most important business principles, life principles that I have ever adopted is the one thing. And there's a great book called The One Thing. It's probably one of my top five favorite business books. I would recommend it to, to all of our students, all of our listeners. The one thing, the first few chapters can kind of seem like a little overly simplistic, but as you get into it, I think it gets better and better. And basically the, the concept is like, what is the one thing that if I got this one thing done, or if I focused on this one thing, or if I built this one thing, it would make everything else easier or unimportant. Like it, it would just move the needle so much that all the other things I'm worried about, all the other projects, all the other ideas uh, would become kind of irrelevant and material because the one thing got so much done. It changed the dynamic so much. And what I love about it especially is that it does simplify everything. You know, like my favorite, one of my favorite quotes is like the Einstein quote, everything should be made as simple as possible and no simpler. Like we want to make it simple. Simple is, is beautiful. Simple is scalable. So the one thing is like the ultimate like simplicity exercise. Like what is the one thing? And the way I've uh, applied the one thing is it's actually two things. So, you know, we don't have to be rigid with our, with our rules and our, our concepts. But, you know, for me, um, as the president of Kingdom Builders Academy, and for many of our students who have their own programs and, and, and products and courses and coaching and books and speaking is we can really simplify it to as an entrepreneur, as like a thought leader entrepreneur, we have to wear two hats. There's two hats that we have to wear. And just to put it in, in basic business terms, there's the sales and marketing hat. And then there's like the fulfillment hat. So that means for a coach, we've got the sales and marketing hat means get clients. The fulfillment hat is serve clients, right? If we're an author, um, the sales and marketing hat is sell books. The fulfillment hat is write good books, right? So that is a, a big simplification that whether you're an author, a speaker, a coach, an entrepreneur, a business owner, 
it, it oftentimes does come down to just, you know, get clients, serve clients, you know, and that is the one thing. Like, so 50% of my energy roughly, and it changes in different seasons, you have different focuses, but it's going to be on what do we need to do to get our message out there, to build an audience, to engage with them and to turn the right ones, you know, those who are a perfect fit for our program into students, into, into KBA students. And then the other half is fulfillment is, is product. So I wasn't prepared to show my list at all, but since we're going with, with lists, that's, you know, that's exactly how I organize my list. You can see here, you know, it says sales, right? That was the marketing and sales bucket here. It says product, right? Like that's the fulfillment bucket. Then I got a couple personal things. I've got an, I love you note from, <laughs> from Julia, but that's, that's basically, you know, how I think about my priorities and my projects is I've got to wear the marketing and sales hat. I've got to wear the fulfillment hat. And I think a lot of people want to just wear the fulfillment hat. I'm a speaker. I want to speak. I'm a writer. I'm a, I want to write. I'm a coach. I want to coach. You know, I want to just build a great product and the product is going to sell itself. Honestly, you're skipping steps and you're fooling yourself. You've got to learn to wear the marketing and sales hats. Like we, it just, it just won't work. It just won't work. And maybe one day you can just coach and maybe one day you can just write but you're skipping steps. If you're saying I'm at step one, I'm at ground zero and all I'm going to do is write, you know, and all I'm going to do is, is coach. If that's your mindset, I want to just be honest with you. That's, that's a, an incorrect mindset because it just won't work. It won't be effective. So finding that, that one thing, um, allows you to kind of put the blinders on. Like I pretty much will say if it's not sales and marketing, if it's not product and fulfillment, right. If it's not getting clients or serving clients at a higher level, I'm not interested. You know, I'm going to delegate it. I'm going to eliminate it. I'm going to automate it. Um, I'm going to get it off my plate because it's so easy to have a giant checklist and say, oh, I'm getting so much done. I've, I've completed 25 tasks this week. But if if we're not intentional about, I, I would say, like picking our projects and intentionally kind of grouping our tasks to what's important, which would be that one thing, get clients, serve clients. All those tasks could be like just totally random and a total total waste of time. Coach Game, I love what what you say. The difference between business and busyness that business makes money, busyness doesn't. That's correct. And and it's easy to set priorities, like you say, that are on the fulfillment side, but you're creating more stress and chaos in your life and in the life of your family if you're financially pressured. Like um, being able to monetize your message to effectively sell your products and services, whether that's from the stage or whether it's through online marketing or webinars or whatever whatever that vehicle is that kind of fits you hand in glove. Maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's speaking on stages, maybe it's writing, but in some way we've got to move those people into a conversion funnel where we're nurturing them, we're we're serving them, but we're also selling them a high value, high ticket, life changing, transformational solution that they really need. And when we do that, it alleviates the financial stress on our lives. So so when we talk about priorities, I think a financial priority is a really, really important one. In order to do the things that you want to do, in order to travel, in order to to fulfill the sort of philanthropic desires of your heart and giving and then serving, then it's important that we're making a good level of income. And we can do that in this space. This is one of the best spaces 
to be able to set yourself up financially for your future, build a financial fortress for your for your family, and also amass the material resources that you need that you can deploy to expand the kingdom of God. These are all these are all good and worthy goals, and I think that religion has really dumbed us down a lot and said, oh, no, you've got to do everything for free, serve everybody for free. You're in ministry. You should be living under a bridge and a van down by the river. But if we will put our priority and our focus, I heard a great story. This is a great story and a testimony that I heard recently. Our friends who are with us on this ski trip that we're on right now, they have a daughter who was a third-year nurse, three years as a nurse, and Prophet came to their church, and the Prophet said to her, a position is going to open up at your work that you're going to think you're unqualified for, but God says go for it anyway. And so that's exactly what had happened. Now, the backstory is that she had decided that she wanted to make a certain level of income, and without telling anybody, she had been tithing as though she were making that level of income. So she started tithing uh, in advance. Then the prophet came. The next day, she walked into the hospital. She saw an advertisement for a senior manager position. And she popped her head into HR and she said, hey, would it be crazy if I applied for this position? And they said, Nadine, you're exactly what we're looking for. And so she got promoted. There were four departments in in the prenatal unit where she worked, like one was for at-risk mothers, at-risk babies, et cetera. And all of those department heads were senior nurses with decades of experience. They promoted her above those four senior nurses with decades of experience. And then they had to bump her pay up because they were all at a high pay level. So she skipped years, years and years, and immediately was advanced to that position. And, you know, I share that story with you to inspire your faith, because I think a lot of times we content ourselves with low-level goals and with with low-level aspirations and dreams. And I think a part of this whole thing of focusing on that one thing, clearing the clutter, is to give yourself a little space to say, hey, what would it look like if I took the limits off my faith? What would it look like if I began to dream at a little bit higher level, if I if I put on the mind of Christ and I said, hey, what is really conceivably possible in the next three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years? What kind of legacy do I want to make? Now, let me ask you, do you think that if you were more intentional about your goals, that you would actually reach your goals easier than if you just drifted along, let the wind blow you where you want, where it wants, Right. So my encouragement to you is as we think about clearing the clutter, focusing on the one thing is, hey, what can we do if we just dream a little higher? What can we do if we mix faith with some bigger dreams? You know, it's a little scary, but it doesn't cost you anything. Honestly, it costs you if you don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll wrap here and I'll I'll give you guys, everybody listening, you know, one thing that we do with with our students in KBA, you know, like the the very first training week one of our, our Kingdom Builders Academy business track is to get intentional like that and to make a list of your like, what are your top 20 goals? Like, what are the top 20 things that are in your heart to do? Do you want to write a New York Times bestselling book? Do you want to lead 10,000 people to Christ? Do you want to speak in, in front of thousands of people or, or you know, make 300,000 a year, whatever it is, right? Like make your make your list of like, what do you want to what do you want to do? 
And then kind of we like refine it and like identify a top five, like what are like the top five things we can focus on? And then the second half of that exercise is to make a list of 20 reasons why. Because the first thing we're going to do is get really clear on on where we want to go, what what we want to do. So we've got a target, right? We have those kind of higher level dreams and visions. And then those those 20 reasons why we're going to do that, like why we're going to set our hand to the plow and not look back, that does a few things. Like one is it confirms that it's worth it. If you can't make a list of 20 reasons why I'm going to do something um, that's like a big big endeavor, it's probably not worth it. So like one, we've got to like remind ourselves why it's worth it. And then two, it's going to give us fuel on the journey. You know, like that's going to be a, a very inspiring exercise in the moment, but it's also going to be something that you should put like your, your big five on the wall and you should put your 20 reasons why right next to it, because you want to remind yourself what you're doing, where you're going, why you're doing it. And it is fuel. Like it inspires you. It, it fills you with, you know, motivation and purpose to continue pursuing those things. So I just think, you know, whatever time of year it is that you're listening to it, we're recording here in January, like that's just like an exercise that we we ought to do like once or twice a year, really, you know, just to to refine our focus, to define our focus, to remind ourselves why we're doing it. And, um, you know, I love the Zig Ziglar quote that like he he said that, you know, people tell me Zig, you know, motivation, it just doesn't last. Like, you know, I, motivation just doesn't last. And he goes, neither do showers. That's why we've got to do it every day. So just reminding yourself and like, you know, even encouraging yourself in the Lord, like these are like the, the, the daily habits that we've got to just get intentional, get focused, get clear, remind ourselves why, and we're going to be able to go the distance on our vision. So I love this conversation with you guys. Thank you, Coach Tam. Thank you, honey. Great diving back into the podcast with you. So we love you guys. Bless you. See you next week on the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast. Bye, everyone. Hi, this is Tamara Lowe, founder of Kingdom Builders Academy, here with a free gift for you, our loyal podcast listener. We're giving away free copies of my newest book, On Purpose, How to Find, Fund, and Fulfill Your Purpose. You can download your free copy right now at onpurposebook.com. That's www.onpurposebook.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast today. Join us again for our next exciting exciting episode.